Blog Talk Radio. This is the Chab Dogs Sports Talk Show. We're ADHD hosts that are OCD about our sports. Host Brandon Chabner brings you Eric the Well Red, Frank the Tank, and Boston Mark for sports talk that's breaking news everywhere else. Now, here's your host, Brandon Chabner. Dog Sports Talk. We're on each Sunday from 9 to 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Brought to you by Chab Dog Sports Blog for your head of your sports headlines and buying sports commentary and by Chabner Law serving Southern California's transactional legal needs. Uh, yeah, well, we got a show for you today. Maybe uh, mostly me. Uh, should have Mark Caruso calling in later. And uh, uh, hopefully Stan Burr. thought he was calling in. Uh, I don't think Frank's going to be available, but uh, he said he might try also. I think he's out there uh, today uh, probably at a Mets game. And uh, who knows, maybe he's watching the Women's World Cup right now. Let's get an update on that. World Cup final with Holland is going on right now. And uh, let's see what it says about the, the scores. I think it's still 0-0, as far as I could tell. Uh, Yep, 0-0 at halftime. As is uh, often the case in soccer, not much offense. Looks like Holland's pretty much concentrating on just keeping the U.S. out of the scoring column and not worrying about offense on their end as much. Maybe a good strategy if they can get this thing all the way to penalty kicks and then sneak off with a, a victory. Oh, we got Stan on the line here. How are you doing, Hello, guys? Stan. How are you doing? Everything okay? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. I was just um, talking about the World Cup. Not much has happened. It's still 0-0. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw part of it. Yeah. It's interesting because I'm watching sports that I normally do not watch. I, I don't watch a lot of women's soccer, and I don't want watch a lot of tennis, but I've been, this weekend I've been concentrating on both of them. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's good to get, get a little variety in your life. And, uh, I mean, did you enjoy yeah. the tennis? I hope, I hope you enjoyed the yeah, tennis. Yeah. Um, oh, the tennis was fine. I, I don't remember exactly who was playing, but the names confused me. But the play, I enjoyed it very I saw the guy from Portugal uh, beat the guy from Great Britain. It was a, I thought it was a terrific uh-huh. match. Uh, yeah, Salda, was, Salda and Evans. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was great. 
but I don't like yeah, the that fact was... that uh, the guy's out there in 90 to 5 degree temperatures out there, and he has no hat on. The Brit. He's wearing no cap. It seems That's to me great. that that with 90-something degrees, and you're right in the middle of a, you know, it's a fishbowl there. I mean, gee whiz, the fans yeah. look like they're right on top of you. And that's another thing I don't, you can explain this to me. Every point that was scored, it seemed that everybody was cheering. <laughs> well, the, I'm sure the crowd was really behind the uh, British guy, right? Yeah, I would guess. But the crowd uh, was probably... Boy, I was, I was looking up records. You know, I was talking the other day when I was talking to you about serves, the speed of the serve. The record for yeah. men's speed on a serve is 163 miles an hour. Who hit that? Who owns that record? A guy named Sam, Samuel Groth, G-R-O-T-H, in 2002 uh-huh. at the Busan Open, 103.7. And uh, Andy Roddick has come, I think, probably closest to that at 155. Federer and Nadal and other have never crashed 143, or uh, Djokovic have never crashed 143, but 167. The women's record, incidentally, is uh, Sabine Lasicki, 131. She just edged out Sabine Williams, who in 2007 at the Open was at 129, but the record now is 130. Can you imagine a serve at 163.7? Yeah, uh, pretty uh, <laughs> pretty hard to even see. I'm no, I don't think I've ever had to return a serve that hard. I played college tennis, um, and yeah, that that's yeah, typically that's you never incredible. see anything over 100, 135, 140. That's probably um, why you've never heard of this guy either. He probably threw out his shoulder after this. I mean, 163, that's like 20, uh, no, 8 miles an hour faster than Andy Roddick's 155. I mean, that is, that is, can you imagine getting hit, getting hit by a tennis ball at that speed? Yeah, that would hurt. Wouldn't that hurt? You know, I, play, <laughs> I, I took tennis lessons and I was playing, trying to play doubles and the guy hit me on the back of the head with a shot. I mean, I thought it was a pretty hot shot. And that was the end of the tennis, my tennis lesson. That was it. That was it. Right in the back of the head, you know, bang. That's goodbye. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, yeah. I, I found it very interesting uh, watching this tennis. I thought it was interesting to watch a lot of, uh, uh, you know, it's, it, it must be very difficult playing. It's like they're playing in a fishbowl. I mean, the, other than the Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is the biggest venue, tennis venue in the world, it's uh-huh. a pretty big uh, thing at, at 15,000 people at center court. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a lot of... Uh, Donna's cousin used to come up for a professor at the University of Texas. She would fly up every U.S. Open and stay with uh, Donna's aunt before she passed away in, in the Fresh Meadows. You could see this, the stadium, the Arthur Ashe Stadium in Flushing. From, a, from the bedroom, and she would go every year to the U.S. Open, every year without fail. And she still does, from what I understand. She was there mm-hmm. every year, and she just loves it. She just loves it. Yeah, that. I would. I need to go there before I, I, I kick the bucket, just to, to see to see a few matches. I, I've always wanted to go to the U.S. Open. It's, it's yeah, got to be well, fantastic. I have, I have some other observations, and see if they, if they mean anything to you. I find that the tennis 
one has more grunting than any other sport. Tennis? Tennis has more grunting? Yeah. yeah. It yeah, seems like every uh, shot they, they were, and, and not only the males, but the males and the females. Oh, yeah, the females do it a lot. Oh, yeah. They don't all, they don't all do it, but at different stages in the match, most most people do a little grunting. I I, I only do it once in a while. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's hard to explain why people do it exactly, except that yeah. uh, it's maybe a tension reliever, and and also yeah. it, it sends a message to your opponent that you're really uh, you're really into it. <laughs> can you can you name another sport that you hear more grunting? Uh, weightlifting. Uh, weightlifting, that's possible. Okay, here's another observation. See if I'm right or you agree with this. There's no such thing as a fat tennis player. Not at that world yeah. stage. Pretty, pretty much have, true. There's a few that were are a little chunky, but nothing, not not fat. Like uh, you know, if you looked at Warinka a few years ago, he yeah, he was yeah. he's always been a little chunky. Uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Uh, there was an older guy playing in the doll recently named uh, Sanga, who's a big guy. He's about six foot three, six yeah. four. He's a little on the old side. He's he's carrying a little extra weight. Um, yeah. But but very rarely. Really, when I was watching, yeah. I watched about uh, ten matches, and I saw absolutely nobody appeared to be overweight at all. Yeah, because it doesn't help. It just doesn't help you on the court. You know, it yeah. does it does nothing for you. Uh, and, and just, you know, most, most, most of the guys, very rare to see a guy that's over 200 pounds playing tennis, competitive yeah. tennis. I, yeah. I also, well, Serena, uh, Serena's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, she's big. She's big. I, I wouldn't call her fat though. She's, 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 she's got, yeah, she's just a big powerful. person, you know, she's, she's got powerful. huge legs. Um, she's the biggest woman I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't know how The tennis stadiums themselves, Arthur Ashe is the biggest stadium in the world um, at uh, at mm-hmm. the, uh, in Flushing. And then there's a place called Indian Wells. Where is that? That's in California, uh, in Indian, I think it's Indian Wells, California. Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah. near Palm 16, Springs. Yeah, 16,100. Then the rest of them, 15,000. A lot of them are in China. Or in Beijing, uh, or in uh, one in Connecticut, and then the last one, number six, is the Center Court at Wimbledon, which is approximately fifteen thousand. That's a lot of people, uh, in my opinion. And that, and that, when I look at it, it looks like the, the players are really in a tight bind there. It looks like the the the, uh, the crowd is right on top of them. Oh yeah. Well, it does, it cre- and it creates, you know, an interesting dynamic where you have the, the, the players talking to the crowd and, and interacting with the crowd, and sometimes it's it's pleasant, sometimes it's funny, and sometimes it's, it's hostile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I saw one, I, yeah, I saw a game, last, a match yesterday where the American, uh, Sam Query, got into it yeah. with somebody mm-hmm. who was sitting on the stands. Yeah. Started, yeah, started How did he, he was supposed that. to play another American in, in a, to get to the 16. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I forget who it was. That's coming was up. Another, that's on Monday. It's, uh, that's right. He's uh, matched up with another American. So we Penny know one's going to go. Sandgren. His name is Sandgren. 
Yeah, and, he, uh, one of them, one of the two is going to fall. Yeah. Uh, and here's another here's another observation which I like incidentally. I saw no tennis player that I saw, and you saw more tennis than I'll ever see, with tattoos. Uh, I saw one recently. The one that the woman that lost to uh, the the uh, African American fifteen uh, year old. Did you see that game? No, I didn't. There, there's is that this, Coco. This is a, yeah, this Coco uh, Coco girl. Uh, Coco. Grouch, yeah, she's from Gouch. Delray Beach. She's from Delray Beach, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she played a European woman. I think she's the woman's from Czech, a Czech Republic, uh, an experienced player. And this this woman had tattoos all over her body, or at least it was not all That's over un- her arm. Isn't that pretty pretty uh, pretty unusual though for tennis? Yeah, it's pretty unusual. Uh, but the Europeans sometimes have them. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, when uh, you watch a major league, a major league baseball game now, almost everybody has tattoos, and football players have tattoos, and certainly the NBA has tattoos. And there's one thing I can't stand: watching somebody destroy their entire body with this crap yeah. all over their body. Well, yeah, being uh, Jewish, we don't believe in that, right? Right, correct. So that's <laughs> some of my my points. I, I have another uh, thing about the officiating at the. Uh, at the uh, at the at that level, it's, it's got to be a tough job for an official to to officiate, sit at that chair, and take all kinds of criticism, all kinds of crap from these players. I know you have to I mean, keep track of everything. You know you have to keep track yeah. of the score. You have to be be uh, watching all the shots and and on top of what the lines people are doing. You have sure. to be watching the players because the players have this time limit. You know. You're not yeah. supposed to take more than like I don't know 25 seconds to serve the ball, and if you, but if you I, go I, over that. So so when you're losing a tennis match, you have two people to criticize yourself or the officials. That's it, and yeah. usually it's the officials that's going to take a lot of the crap. And and these guys or gals who do this stuff, they got to wear armor uh, underwear. They have to. I mean, gee whiz, I saw one thing. They, they were just criticizing the hell out of this one official. I mean, they had him. He, he, I felt sorry for the guy. Yeah. And I don't know if he's he right or wrong because I don't know enough about the sport. Yeah, yeah. So who who is your favorite uh, player to watch? Uh, I'm like watching a- the 15-year-old girl, but I didn't have a chance. I saw her in one half of a, a match. It's just so I, I, I like to see new names. See the problem that men have. It's usually the same men at the top of the of the seating board. It's always the same guy. It's going to be Djokovic. It's going to be Nadal. It's going to be uh, what's his name, Federer, or whatever it is. But it's usually the same people. Now I, I don't have anything against anyone, but I like to see somebody new yeah. occasionally. Yeah. Well, do you want some? Do you want some hints on who might who might emerge as a, a you know new uh, new person? Yeah. Throw it there's out. There's a guy that. Yeah, there's a there's a guy uh, that the Canadian. He's really good. He's a big, huge guy named Milos Raonic, uh, about Where is six he from? foot. Canada. Wow. And he hits a huge wow. serve. He's, he's he's got a monster serve. He's been as high as like you know I think six in the world. Now he's fifteenth, but he's he's got a pretty favorable draw, um, and a good chance to get through the. Um, Semifinals to play Djokovic. Have you seen him play already? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've seen him plenty of times. He's his only problem is he's a little on the slow side, <clears throat> but yeah. um, other than that, he's got a you huge slow serve and yeah, kind of slow mm-hmm. on the on a, a foot. Yeah. But on, at Wimbledon, you can kind of survive even if you're not the fastest because um, the court's fast. So if you have a good serve, it controls. You can control the point with your serve. Yeah. And I, um, I can't. I don't understand how you can hit a ball back that goes that fast. I just those poor ball boys or ball girls, they could be wiped out. Yeah. Well, the other problem is that on grass, you know, the ball doesn't really bounce; it skids, and so yeah, it makes it even harder to return anything. But you know, so that's amazing. The, the pros make it look pretty normal, but the ball really doesn't bounce. It's 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 very hard to. to what is the what is the uh, the court surface? It's, it's grass, I guess, at uh, at Wimbledon. What is the one yeah. where I see everybody with brown socks? It's got like dust all over them. What is that? Well, that's probably like, clay. Yeah, clay. And when you yeah. play that for a couple of hours, you come out looking like you've been in a mine. Yeah, copper mine. It's but the clay is like the opposite speed. It's very slow. Okay. And okay. the ball bounces high in clay. Okay. So, so Nadal, uh, yeah. Nadal is the guy that you know wins the French all the time, and he's only won Wimbledon once because Wimbledon is his least favorite surface. The ball doesn't really bounce, and so it doesn't play into his strength. Okay. But um, the other guy to watch, there's a guy from France I like who's uh, got a beard, and he's a big, another big guy, uh, a little faster than Raonic, but he's kind of kind of got a lackadaisical attitude on the court, but he, he's got a lot of firepower, and um, he's, his name is Pear. And uh, he's Pear? he's in the Benoit Pair, yeah. And where is he from? France. Okay. And so you got uh, a Frenchman he, and a Canadian as your favorites. Yeah. Well, those are my favorite players left. But um, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you like the favorites, you've got Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic still around, and those are the ones that usually are good yeah. ones to bet on. Query though is Query has a really good game for Wimbledon, and he he may end up playing Nadal in the quarterfinals. And I would, if Query's serve is on, I would still say he has an outside chance. Oh, so he got okay. Query's well, I read an American. article before the Wimbledon started. There was an article in one of the newspapers I read, and they were talking about the men's uh, section of uh, Wimbledon. And the headline was, same old, same old, same old. That's all it said. Yeah. It just had the same people year after year making the finals, whoever they are. And it's usually one of those three that's going to be in the final, or two of the three, whatever it is. But the the, 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 the gist of the whole thing was, there's no change at the top with the men. And the women Mm -hmm. were pretty much open, open for grabs. And yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the women, other than other than the Williams girl, uh, Serena, the women don't seem to stay number one too long. No, they nobody get... else is really capable of dominating completely, though. Um, I guess you know that. Yeah, 
it's 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 really hard to 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 look at this women's draw and pick a favorite because uh, Williams is not she's still not in top form. Uh, I don't I I just don't think she's gonna win it. I like um, the one that 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 probably stands out to me is Kvitova, who is um, she's already won Wimbledon and she's got a better a really good game for Wimbledon. Uh, big serve, good at the net. She's a big left-handed so player, is, and then Barty. Barty's good. Yeah, Barty jumped from like four hundred to number one, or some some ridiculous number when she won the last tournament. She just made this huge leap, which yeah, which surprised me uh, that you could jump that that many opens, so many slots to get there. But uh, and another thing that you just mentioned before about men's uh, men's uh, tennis. You don't see too many people wearing beards. No, no. It's like, I don't, I don't know why exactly, except that the Europeans sometimes have them, but maybe when you're playing with that, all that facial hair, it gets kind of hot and um, people don't want it. Want, but it's like they, they, they do tend to grow these kind of half beards when they're yeah. they're not they're not into shaving during the tournament so it's not a full beard it's just like like if you look at Djokovic he's got a kind of a, a half a, a quarter beard going on just just but it's more laziness not not wanting to shave what is um, the what is the what is a person if he wins Wimbledon what's the um what's the uh, take on that what how much money goes to the winner i know nothing uh, I, about I, i'm guessing it's like I don't know. I'm guessing it's like between one and two million, don't you think? It's got to. It's got to be a lot. It has to be a lot. It has to be. It has to rival some of these big golf tournaments. It, it simply has to, because yeah, you, you know. Usually, I thought it was um, on the par with golf. You know, this is pretty much the same. But let's see. Uh, let's see, Wimble prize money. Yeah, it's got to be up there. It has to be. I mean, all the attention uh, in tennis is on that tournament. Yeah, so uh, winner gets, wow, I was wrong. You know what it is? What? I think it's winner gets uh, $3 million in U.S. Holy $3 million. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. So that's the number one, the number one prize. Of any sport, that's it. Is it more than the U.S. Open? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I know nothing about prize money for the. You just shocked me with the three million. That's you get one point. Yeah, you get one point five if you, uh, if you get second. He wish. That's not too bad. I don't yeah. know what the U.S. Open, U.S. Open purse is, but uh, these are the observations I was just making, and some of my observations are because I don't know anything about the sport. I tell you that right off the bat. So I'm sitting there with a pad of paper and a pencil and just watching this tennis tournament going on and seeing what I think is kind of unusual. What I really like, another thing I like, and I may be overstating this, I like the enthusiasm of the crowd. Uh-huh. Yeah, the crowd just, gets into it. I yeah, do, I too. Think the crowd I'm... Really Go ahead. More so than than almost any other sport that I can recall. I mean, 
these people are really getting into it. They were standing up and they were yelling and they're screaming and every shot, somebody's up and this, then, the, then the other side is yelling. I like the enthusiasm that either the sport brings out on people or these, a lot of the people who go there, and I only know one, she's so enthusiastic. She, she's going to go to the U.S. Open every year. Come hell or high water, she's going. And, uh, you know, as you get older, it's a little tougher, but she is there. And she just loves it. Every year she goes to Arthur Ashe or whatever, Center Court or wherever it is. Not at Wimbledon, at uh, Arthur Ashe at, uh, in Flushing. And she just loves it. And it, and I and I asked her about that. She says, did you just get into it in the crowd? You just get into the thing. And, uh, you know, that's it. So that's these are my observations, good or bad or silly or stupid. But these are things that I, over the weekend. So. Yeah, yeah. I uh oh, I had it written down here somewhere. Um yeah, I I, <laughs> I found this funny thing on YouTube from about uh famous quotes from uh Eli Nastasi. Do you remember who he is? Yes. Uh, I I met him. Oh, that's right. You said you met him. <laughs> and I walked with him. Hey, incidentally, the US just scored. Oh, good. Uh, That's I met, it. I met game him. over. Walked, he put on a show, and I walked with him, and he was the mildest mannered guy I had met. And I walked with him, and as soon as he walked out on the court, he turned to me and he said, Now watch me. And he put <laughs> on his little act. Wonderful. It was wonderful. And the crowd just lapped it up. Yeah, like, he, uh, he's got the, he has the greatest hands in uh, tennis, basically. I mean, just a magician with a racket. And, oh um, yeah. There's this was, funny. Was, uh, yeah. I mean, he didn't know me from the Cleveland Indians, but uh, uh, it was just nice. I happened to be there, and I he didn't say anything about me walking him to the court or anything. I had my pad and I was writing notes down, so he must have thought I was some sort of reporter. But as soon as he walked onto the court, and you could hear the crowd start reacting to him, he reacted to the crowd, and he was absolutely splendid. It was just wonderful. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this little uh, background music and read you some of his quotes from YouTube. Uh, it's pretty. Some of this stuff is pretty funny. Listen to this. Let it go. If you have confidence, you have patience. Confidence. That is everything. I haven't reported my missing credit card to the police because whoever stole it is spending less than my wife. My ambition is to do a good job. I never plan anything. Everyone today plays the same way, very dull. It is a pity there are no characters like Johnny McEnroe, Jimmy Connors, or maybe Healing Nastasi. I am thrilled at the prospect of being in Dubai after more than two decades. As long as I can get angry, then I play well. If I play well, I can beat everybody. I am happy because I, I am getting angry. Just give me a record. You give me a guitar, I'll probably hit a tennis ball with it. Yeah. Great. Does you know, when I, like I met him, I knew he was a guest 
of, of the program that day. And he was just standing there uh, with a tennis racket in his hand, and he was kind of warming up, uh, pumping up and all that stuff before he went on. And, you know, he was shot, shooting the ball between his legs and over his head everywhere. And I just mm-hmm. decided, I might as well, he's there, I'm, I'm here, I might as well talk to him. And it was, it was very interesting. The only other guy that I had more interesting than talking to a Yogi Berra, whom I found to be really, really interesting. But yeah, that's Yogi, Yogi. Was he? Was he? Yogi do you think was, he was? I mean, he had a reputation as being like kind of being a, kind of a simpleton, you know. Yeah. But, but well, was he, he? Was that just an act? Yeah, it's most of it's an act. He told me that the stuff in the books. That you know, he didn't say all that stuff. Uh, uh-huh. It's all book, and uh, he didn't say all that stuff. He saw some of it, but he was very contrite and very nice, and he was really good with fans. Very good with fans. He wanted to know, talk to people, and get to know who they are and where they're from, and uh, and spend time with kids and all that kind of stuff, and sign whatever the kids wanted and all that kind of stuff. But he was very good. I have some other questions for you. At the break in baseball, are you ready for the questions? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. here they come. I want your your take. Now, this is your take. Okay. Most valuable player in the National League as of right now. Uh, I just I don't know how it could be anybody other than Cody Bellinger. You're correct. Well, here is Dave Shining in the Washington Post today as Bellinger. Yeah. Virtual tie between Bellinger and Milwaukee's Christian Yelich. Offenses numbers are striking or similar, but Bellinger is the highest-rated defender and has a sizable lead in WAR, which I forget what it is now. Well, that's uh, uh, wins against replacement, whatever the hell that means. <laughs> I know. It's I think it has to do with like some kind of calculation. They they come up with that basically if. He made the difference in in one winning or losing in a certain number of games. Yeah, third so, third year you know. Arenado from the Rockies, American League Cy Young winner as of this point right now. Who's your, what's your guess? Uh, Put you on this. The only reason I, I know think, this. I think there's a guy. Isn't there a guy that's pitching for the Twins who has a really the best record? Um, I forgot his name. Is there a guy in the Twins that's that's lined up for that? Ooh. No. Uh, According to Dave Shinen in the post today, it's Justin Verlander of the Astros. We could but tell his, that at 36 years old is on a pace to win 18 wins with a 2.98 ERA. And he had in second place would be Lucas Giolito of the White Sox and Charlie Morton of the Rays. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Giolito's don't forget, I got this. Record. I have an advantage over you. I got this in front of me. If you ask yeah, me, yeah, I'm not looking at the. Uh, the only thing with Verlander is he's he's given up a lot of home runs, and everybody's talking about that. Um, he, yeah. His his record is not spotless. Um, right. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty good, I guess. Let's see I what's guess, his record. Yeah. His record is uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking for his record now. Wins. What the hell is it? Player pitches. Oh, Lord, I can't find it. 
I got statistics yeah. in front of me. But yeah, his record find. is ten and four. Okay, which is not spectacular. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. We got that. I out mean, of the Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton's got a better. Uh, uh, let's see, his ERA is better, but he's didn't got Charlie one, Morton two, used one to, less win. Didn't he used to pitch for the Pirates? Uh, yeah, he went, it was the Pirates and then the Astros. Yeah, he's pitched for like three teams or something. He's bounced around, yeah. and all of a sudden, he's become fantastic. Okay, National League Cy Young. Yeah, Giolito's And remember, remember I got the list in front of me. If you asked me the same question, I wouldn't be able to handle it. So, here's the answer. Uh, Dave Stein. Go ahead. Uh, well... Let me think. Uh, what about the guy from the Dodgers that's, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, he's, uh, Bueller. Bueller or Ryu? IYU? Oh, well, Ryu's having, yeah, Ryu's having a really good year, too. Uh, yeah. But Bueller's, Bueller's a good pitcher. He's Walker Bueller, but I guess yeah. his, he's 8-1. Um, yeah. But the other guy has got more wins, doesn't he? Yeah, Ryu's got Ryu's ten and two. Yeah, he's got winner as Max Scherzer of the Nationals, who's nine and five. Record. Yeah, you probably yeah, would pick he, the Dodgers Ryu over over Scherzer if you looked at their records side by side. But Scherzer has far more strikeouts, a lower fielding, uh, independent pitching, more WARs. And about three extra starts worth uh, worth of innings, and that's not even mentioning the broken nose game where he threw his helmet down and hit him right in the face. Uh, Runner-up was Ryu and jo- Josh Hader of the Brewers, who is almost unhittable. Have you seen this guy pitch? Yeah, yeah, he's a, the best uh, relief uh, pitcher. I guess he's is he the closer for Milwaukee? He's their closer, I think so, right? and he is he is almost deadly. I've seen him pitch several times, and he is he is wild. I mean, he is yeah, because he's something. he's left-handed, and he so it makes it really impossible for lefties to hit him. Right, and his hair is flying all over the place. He's got more hair on his head than I've ever had in my life. So, all right, yeah. here we go. The tough. There's a tough one for you. Ready? American yeah. League of the Year. So far, this is a tough uh, American one. American League what? Rookie of the Year. So far, I'm telling you, these are uh, tough ones. Now, I, you, you got to understand, I didn't get any of these right. You asked me earlier in the day. You asked me the same questions. I would get other than Bellinger, I would get it all wrong. I'm I'm, I'm more up on the. Uh, I'm more up on the National League. Um, all right, give rookie. me the National League Rookie of the Year then. <laughs> well, I know that oh. the Pirates have a guy that's really good. This guy, uh, Reynolds and and Newman are both really having great years. Yeah. Um, and there's Atlanta. Doesn't Atlanta have a, a really good rookie? I don't remember his name. Yeah, it's uh, Mike Soroka. Uh, the yeah. guy that they got here is Pete Alonzo. 
Oh, the for the Mets. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, from, that's the guy that Frank likes. That hit, has had all yeah. has all the home runs. I think that guy's got to be Rookie of the Year because he's got twenty twenty six home runs or something. Twenty nine now. Twenty nine and uh, twenty nine and a six thirty four slugging percentage. That's incredible. And he played in all, all but one of the games this year. Okay. As so for let's the go American back. League, I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you who the rookie of the year is for the American League. There's a very good reason why you can't. It's they, they picked Brandon Lowe of the Rays, while Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Eloy Jimenez have yet to produce as expected. So Loy, a former Maryland Terrapin, who barely sneaked into Baseball America top 100 prospects this past year at number 99. Has now bat and knocked in 49 runs, 16 home runs, and an 8.62 on base per slugging percentage. Not bad for a guy who, who nobody even yeah. thought of. He's probably the tough best, one. best player for the Rays. <laughs> yeah. Now you got the, the tough Rays. ones coming up. I'm going to start with the National League since you, you're more attuned with the National League than you are the American League. The yeah. National League, at this point in the season, the halfway point, the manager of the year. That's a good one. Oh, I didn't get this. Uh, God, I, I didn't mean, get it at all. I think the guy. I mean, the guy. The guy with the uh, the Braves probably gets a lot of credit for the way they're playing. You get that one right on the nose, Brian. And Schnitker. I don't know what his. Yeah, what's his? His name is Schnitker. <laughs> yeah, Schnitker. S N I T K E R. Schnitker. The Braves. The guy have three everyday players. About. Yeah, Snitker, and they pick him, yeah. number one. And then they pick second, Craig Council of the Brewers and Dave Roberts of the Dodgers. I, I really don't like Dave Roberts, so it, it, it's just under any circumstances difficult for me to pick him. But uh, I guess he, he gets credit for the, the, the huge success of the Dodgers. But I'd, I, I'm waiting to see them prove it in the playoffs because I've so, seen him you know, have a lot of brains. You don't like him because he he chokes or what? Yeah, he has brain farts. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't doesn't uh, manage his pitchers well in the playoffs. He kind of I feel like he he gets out coached. Okay. But and he, if you watch, you know, you can you can you just pay attention and see what you think uh, when they they are there in the playoffs again this year. I'll tell you one thing. Team is loaded. His team is loaded. I mean, I, you know, I think there's a sure – if they don't make it to the World this year, I'll be stunned because they got mm-hmm. so much talent on the team. Yeah, that's that's why they could let Puig go, and they really didn't care. Um, yeah. The, the other guy that must be doing a good job is the guy that's running the Nationals because the Nationals are now in, you know, in line for the wild card, and they people are just writing them off. Yeah, they are, they're they're starting to win. But there's a there's a, a situation. I I get a chance to watch Washington and Baltimore play all the time. They're playing weak teams right now. Yeah, they're very weak teams. I mean, they're playing. I'll tell you, who do the Nationals play? Some team that can't defend themselves. I and the Blue Jays look terrible against the Orioles the other. But if you really want to get some Salmonex sleep, I, I recommend. Don't take a Salmonex pill. Turn on your TV. If Kansas City Royals are playing, just sit back. Oh. I 
guarantee you, you'll be asleep. Yeah, I can't do that to myself. I really can't. Watch the Kansas City Royals. Oh. Oh. They're not even bad. They're beyond bad. They're horrible. I watched them play the other They were terrible. We got got Mark on the line here. All right. Hey, Mark. Good to have Hey, Chad Dog. Hey, Hey, Mark. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Hey, Stan. I was... Stan was giving me a quiz. <laughs> oh, that's all right. No, I thought it wasn't working right, so I said I'll hang up and call back. Yeah, no, I, I got, I got glad I got you on the second go around. Uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, your timing's pretty good. We were uh, talking tennis for a while. I know you're not that interested in tennis, but now we're talking baseball. Well, I was when McEnroe was playing. <laughs> oh, those. Really good years. I loved watching him. And he keeps screaming out and like berate the, the officials who are assholes. You know, oh, baby. That was... in that high chair. That was the best. Was... Like, they should have like a little baby bottle, shouldn't they, Stan? Those guys oh, yeah. sitting up in the high chair. That was great years they had. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Astasi, uh, Agassi playing at Jimmy the Jimmy Connors. And Connors. This was great tennis, I thought, anyhow. And I don't know much Who's that guy? Bjorn Borg, right? Borg, yeah. Was the redhead guy? He was nasty. And then you had Stefan Lendl. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was like when I was a kid. Yvonne, where's he? Yvonne? Yvonne Lendl. He was tall. He was like a machine. He was like Ivan Drago. He looked like... Yvonne Lendl looked like like Dracula, didn't he? Yeah, a little Lendl? bit. Yeah. He was a and big dude. And then there was dude. the Pete Sampras. People kind of forget Pete about Sampras. Sampras. He was fantastic for years. A quiet champion, though. You never heard anything about him. He was a very quiet guy. But he used to win and win big. I mean, for years. Yeah, and... And and Agassi got all the uh, attention because he was like you know dating the famous um, supermodel there, and like he got the sneaker deal because of his hair and Long Nike hair and, and the volatility yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. But, but uh, he wasn't even that. I mean, he was good, but he didn't win that many things. He didn't win that many tournaments. Well, I, I don't I don't know who won what, but I do no, remember Sampras that. Sampras won more. Yeah, I thought it was the golden age for me, anyhow, of t- men's tennis. And that's all I know about tennis. Oh, yeah. I know that tennis is really hard. you got to be fast. you got to be strong. you got to be athletic. Those yeah. guys hit the ball so hard. They spin yeah. on it. And uh, my favorite part is when they just dink it over the net, and the guy yeah. got to try to run up, and he's like, fuck. Love that yeah, shit. Oh, they the smash the racket. That's my favorite. That's the I love drop it when shots. They throw I, stuff. I play tennis, and and that the drop shots will take your heart right out of you, man. When you're playing somebody and they start doing that to you, yeah, it, you, yeah. you just feel completely helpless, you know. Yeah, but yeah you know, it's you... like when Pedro is pitching to you, and you don't know what pitch you're getting, and then he drops a curveball on you, and you're like, serious? Yeah, you're out, you're hung out to dry. Mhm. You know. Yeah. But I also like the shot now. You see, uh, more and more now, the shot behind, between the legs now. 
Oh, I love that one, yeah. running away from the net, and he hits the ball mm-hmm. between his legs, and the damn ball goes over the net. Yeah. Who used to do yeah. that all the time, Chab Dog? Who is that? Connors? What, between his legs? Yeah. Yeah. Well, or was it Mackinac? Like, well, I've seen a lot of guys do it, but yeah, Mackinac yeah. could do anything. I might have amazing, done it once in my life. Yeah. It's amazing. I, that I like I like in the Adam Sandler movie when they go partying and they like start egging people and the paparazzi's chasing them. <laughs> Who was that when he had uh, he uh, Mr. Deeds? <laughs> uh-huh. Did you see that one, Stan? No, I see one movie. Oh, it's funny. Maybe oh, that's right, and you sleep during it. Yeah, <laughs> you told me. You fell asleep during it. All yeah, right, so I basically have... you just watch all sports. You're like yeah. me on steroids. I love it. <laughs> well, I can't wait this for guy, the football yeah. season. Imagine me on right? steroids. Oh, my God. I was a handful when I was on steroids. God. Oh, I don't even... You were actually on steroids, Mark? Of course. Done everything. What do you mean? Lived the full life. I was 18 running strip clubs, fighting 32-year-old men on cocaine. Of course I was on steroids. What? what <laughs> so what did it do to you? What did it do to you? Like, did it make it you really... It basically makes you, like, superhuman. Like, you, you have and all And if you give energy. it to someone like me who's already, like, basically superhuman... And then you give them steroids. It's like you're like Thor without the hammer. I mean, you can you fight have a like lot of three guys at once. A lot of energy, really high sex drive. Aggressive. aggressive. Very, it makes an aggressive guy like me over aggressive. It's not good. Yeah, that's dangerous. Mm. Yeah, that's why I don't take them no more. You don't yeah, want you to have really any of those somebody. rages. I've, yeah. Yes, I have. And then, and then you like get yeah, get don't makes feel you better any in, the mercy. in the weight room. You can lift more weight. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, are you kidding? I was close gripping like three fifty. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Close grip. Yeah, That's you like get retarded. Working, working your tries. Yeah. Tries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Retarded. You get retarded yeah. strong. But it's dangerous if you don't do them right. So the funny thing was I went to see my doctor for a physical, and he's like, what are you on? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I have to use the fat guy's cuff for you, and you weigh 200 pounds. He's like, your chest, I can't hear you hot. Your chest is a foot thick. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on steroids. He's like, I know. He's like, how are you taking them? And I told him I was doing them and cycling them. He's like, how did you know how to do that? I'm like, my friend's a bodybuilder. He's like, well, he's like, honestly, you're taking them right. He's like, I don't know what else to say. He's like, you don't need any more. You're fucking huge. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you should probably you, stop taking them now. <laughs> yeah, eventually it's going to really hurt you. I mean, I know somebody that, that was taking it because of their testosterone and some, the older guy and he ended up dying of a massive heart attack stroke. Uh, it, wow. it, I think that's pretty typical. It, it can just kill yeah. you. Because... Well, if you're under a doctor's supervision, that should not happen. Like, they should have done tests on his heart and all that stuff to make sure he was, you know, that <laughs> that sounds to me like he went to, like, 
uh, some kind of he clinic and got was. like. Yeah. They didn't do the whole, full battery of tests. They just like gave him Viagra's and said, "Go home and see what happens." Yeah, I hey, don't Mark, think he knew what he was doing. Mark, can yeah. you tell an yes, athlete? Yes, Can you tell an athlete when he's on steroids by his by his build? Usually, either growth hormone or steroids. Definitely, like when yeah, Rodney really. Harrison got suspended. Do you remember yeah, that? Look at him. He's holy mackerel. His legs were thicker, he had less body fat, his shoulders were wider, his arms were bigger, everything. So, like, Ellis Burks one year for the Red Sox, okay, the equipment man said to him, what the hell, your jerseys don't fit. You went up three sizes in one off season, Uh you know, and he's like, what's going on with you? Next thing you know, you know, he ended up on the Colorado Rockies because he got hurt that year. The next year, yeah. he was on the Rockies hitting all them home runs Yeah. up in the uh, mountains there. In the thin air. Yeah. Yeah. Him, Galarraga, all those guys were on steroids. Believe me when I tell you, if Manny Alexander was on steroids and nobody knows who he is, he was like a utility infielder for the Red Sox. These guys were all juicing. I don't care what anyone says. They were all juicing. Baseball knew it. They didn't care. The guys that were overdoing it. Yeah, the the home runs. Come on, it was Sosa and Maguire. They loved it. Barnes. Mm -hmm. Because Barry Barnes wasn't on steroids. And he was like, what the fuck? I'm better than both of them, and they're fucking juicing. And he said, so fuck it, I'll juice it. I'll hit them all out into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, That's what he did. I, you could just obviously tell just looking at Bonds with a pirate. Well, he was, with yeah. Some of these guys are. So I the, talked to the thing with Army. Bonds was he did he did growth hormone, okay? So that makes yeah. your skull grow, your hands, your elbows, your bones. So he went up three hat sizes, Barry Bonds. That's yeah, how much his, growth his, hormone he did. His head was huge. Yeah. yeah. His head got absolutely huge. I talked mm-hmm. to uh, Harmon Killebrew about uh, a year before he died. I met him at a signing, and he told me he he looked absolutely fantastic. He looked like he could go out there and hit another 30 home runs that afternoon. Yeah. He looked so good. Thomas broke my hand, as a matter of fact, and he told me that he, he was pissed off because he never took anything in his career with Minnesota, and he's being passed by about 20 people who he knows were juiced up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he should be yeah. pissed. He said he was it's pissed. Yeah. He said he's dropping down in the home run thing every year. Every year, somebody else hits another forty or fifty home runs and passes him. And he said he never took anything in his body in his life. And he said pissed off because of that. And I said nothing you can do, I guess, Harmon. And a year did later, you, he was you, and he was gone. Did, did you shake Harmon Kilber's hand? You bet. Yeah, but you know, that, he was a that, big, strong man. That he hand almost you. He almost broke my hand. I'm telling you. I was yeah. so shocked yeah. when I saw him. He looked so good. And I stuck, I made the mistake of sticking out my hand. And he grabbed it. <laughs> the only guy who ever gave me a, a harder grip was Bob Feller. I met Bob Feller. Really? I thought he almost broke my wrist. And he was at that See, point now that, that makes sense old. because pitches... Uh, gripping that baseball so tight, you know, they have strong hands. That oh, makes man. sense. 
Well, next time I got to be very careful. Why well, I, I don't see anybody anymore, but in those days, I remember Killebrew. I remember uh, uh, several of the other guys, and Bob Feller yeah. was one of them. There's a reason why they called mm-hmm. him Killer. His name was Killer. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mark, Mark, did you like the uh, list but, I put together for the Italian players, the Italian All Americans, the All Italian team? <laughs> I did. It's a good list. Yes, Stan, we got you should have seen that list, Dad. What was on the list? What, what is it? Uh, I, like all the 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 top. The, if I had a team of Italian American um, baseball players, who would be on the list? Uh, you know, it's so a good list. I, yeah, Yogi Berra. Yeah. Lot of balls. Yeah. Now who was the first and a lot of championship rings. Was Sal Magli an Italian? Yeah, yeah. Sal Magli, the barber. Yeah, sure. Dave Dave Rigetti. Yeah, I remember Lefty. Yeah. Spaghetti Rigetti. Andy Pettit. Yeah. I I threw I threw Bernie Carbo in there too. Bernie, he had a big home run in the World Series. Yeah, yeah, good ball player. Of course, we lost it, but I didn't put uh, Tony. Hey, my heart's still broken about the Bruins. You know, that's what you forget when you win. When you win all these things, Stan, yeah. you forget how painful it is to lose. Well, Boston is used to you know winning. I mean, they have a tradition. This last decade is inc- absolutely incredible record. I mean, and then you go back to the old Celtics with the Jim uh, uh, Russell and all those great players um, on it. Boston's had a fantastic run. I mean, I, I mean, I often wonder what's going to happen if, if if Tom Brady ever retires. The poor guy that takes over for him. I mean, yeah. talk about pressure. Pressure. I mean, every yeah. time he throws a ball well, and it's not hot, they're going to say, "Oh, Brady would have." Uh, would have completed that pass. He probably would have. Do you want to hear how stupid people can be? Like, you guys think Boston fans are really smart, but I can honestly tell you, if you listen to sports talk up here, after they traded Jimmy Garoppolo, there were so many people calling up saying how the Patriots made a mistake, and how Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be great, and how Tom Brady's old, and yep. what did he do the next year? He took him to the Super Bowl. Yep. Again, they lost. Yep. No team yep. has, has, except for the Dolphins, the last team to do it, go back and win a Super Bowl after losing one. So only yep. one other team has done what the Patriots just did. And, uh... You know, you don't hear that talk anymore. Now he's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. But before uh, that, people were uh, worried about Jimmy Garoppolo, Tampon are Garoppolo. Are you kidding me? People are fickle. They're very fickle. They can change on he a dime. A they probably won't admit yep. they said if you talk to them later. Mm. So, you know. Well, yeah. we got it on tape. I was in uh, New England once, and I made it at a restaurant, and I made the mistake of saying, ready for this one? Um, don't forget I'm in New England. And I made the mistake yeah. of saying, hey, what happens when Brady retires? And the guy, the waiter, got very upset. And he said, he's not going to retire. 
said, well, he's going to retire someday. <laughs> who told you that? He's not going to retire? <laughs> no. He said, who told you that? And I said, I'm out of this discussion. This is going nowhere. I'm sorry I brought it up. Uh-huh. That was like yeah. five years ago. Yep. So. He's not going to retire for a while. Passionate in the Boston area. Let me tell you, they're very passionate about their sports. Yeah. And they have. How many wins right? do you think he's going to end up with? How many? God knows. Yeah. You think eight is enough? Uh, how many fingers does he have? Uh, whatever he has, he eight. earns. Well, I, I don't think. I don't think he's going to get ten. I think it's going to be seven eight. or eight. Well, he earned every damn one of them. He's going to earn every one of them. I'll tell you that much. But I have had you remember that show, Eight is Enough, Stan? Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, the maybe, eight, uh, eight is Enough. Yeah, let's face it. Hey, the women won, won the uh, World Cup. When I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, I'm very lucky you've had Kitty there. I'll tell you that much. To get a chance to see him play in person is, is, is a treat. It has been a treat, even though... I'm a Ravens fan, and I've seen him play a number of times, beat us, but it's still a treat to see him. Yeah. You know, he is, it's like going to see, at this point now, it's going to see, you know, Joe Montana before he retired. It's going to see Michael Jordan finishing, yeah. you know, people go to these games. These tickets are so expensive now up here. and. Sure. Bob Kraft has made so much money off of Tom Brady. That poor guy. And yeah, Bill no Belichick. And he didn't even know who he you was. You know, those two guys. Yeah. That's right. He when called he was, him Kyle Brady. Yeah, he called him something. He said, And Brady said, I'm going to be the best quarterback you've ever had. And he said, thank you. And he gave him some funny name. And uh, little did he, he realize said, the guy yeah. was right. He said, uh, I'm Tom Brady. He said, he said, hey, Mr. Kraft, I'm Tom Brady. He says, yeah, I know. We picked you with the 199th pick. He said, that's right. And I'm the best decision this franchise has ever made. And he was right. He was right. It's like when I met him, he told me it was better than Bledsoe. I said, you're oh. better than Bledsoe. He said, yeah. I said, he was the first pick in the draft, and you were 199. He goes, you know when I was picked? I said, yeah, I have season tickets. I said, I, was, I go to all the games. I said, but you know what? I hope you are better than them. Because if you are, then the Patriots are going to be really, really good. Because Bledsoe's a good quarterback. Yeah, he was. He was. He wasn't he was a Brady. Solid. Quarterback. No. And he wasn't a Brady because his decision-making, everybody's different. Like, you know, his brain works. He had a gun, yeah. Drew Bledsoe had a great arm. He liked to hold the ball more. He got sacked more, you know? He did. Yeah, he liked to pat the ball and hold it and wait. And kind of like kind of like Joe Flacco, a little bit stronger, a little exactly. bit better. Exactly. He liked that deep ball. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, well, we'll see how well, Joe Flacco does. Well, Flacco got a ring. Joe, got, Joe won a Super Bowl. So, yeah. I don't know if you want to say. I, you might say Joe had a better career. Joe Don't forget, Bledsoe took went did to the Joe Super Bowl. Did Joe win two? One. Flacco won in two thousand. One. Well, one. No, because the other one was um. The other that one was, was the, um, uh, 
the bad oh, yeah, quarterback, yeah, yeah. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. The Dilfer yeah. or something? Yeah, the worst, they said he is hands down the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Trent Dilfer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was it's the Ray Lewis. And he, and he gets mad about it. Uh no, they beat the Giants, didn't they? It was Baltimore yeah, that was, Giants. That was that was the worst Super Bowl because it was Trent Dilfer oh. against Kerry Collins. Yeah, Horrible. I was there. I went to that game. Oh, I went you to saw that? Oh, yeah. Ray Lewis came out fired up. Yeah, Ray Lewis oh, won boy. that. Ray Lewis wasn't going to no, lose that. I say, Stan, seeing Tom Brady on offense—that's like seeing Ray Lewis play defense. I Ray think so. Lewis is one of the five best linebackers I've ever seen play in my life because I have seen live Lawrence Taylor once. I saw yeah. Andre Tippett a bunch of times. Yeah. Ray Lewis is in that category. He was a game changer. He played the middle of the field like nobody's business. Better than Brian Urlacher. Yeah. Better than all these guys that got more pub than him. Yeah. And I don't the understand The thing I remembered it. about Ray Lewis is that when he hit you, you went down. That's right. Yeah. They said I mean, when he was coming out of college, Yeah. they said uh, out of Miami, he wasn't big enough to play the middle. Can you believe that? He wasn't big enough. He yeah. was smashing people. I, mean, oh, people would... I couldn't believe the Patriots didn't draft him. Yeah. That's right. We got uh, Terry Glenn and Loya Malloy that year, I believe. Okay, guys, I'm calling it quits. All right. I'll see you guys next week, I hope. I've got to go to Maine to check on my brother. Good luck with your brother. And I'll talk to you next week, hopefully. All right. Yeah, good luck with your brother, Stan. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Get some lobsters up there when you go up to Maine. Yeah. You bet. You bet. Oh, my God, I'm getting hungry. Just thinking about that. (laughs) Talk to you later, guys. All right. Talk to you later, Stan. Have a great week. Thanks, guy. You too. Thank you. All right, Mark. So I'll be back in about oh, five man. minutes. We got to go. Yeah. Me and Stan should go to a game. I know. We have to figure Wait. that out. All right. Well. Yeah. Let's hit a break. It needs to happen. All right. Um, we're going to go to a break. I'll be. We'll be right back. Cool. We don't sound like ESPN. The latest now on Kurt Schilling, the former baseball all-star fired by ESPN. Which one of the 51 kinds of transsexuals did you say it was? (laughs) We don't meet the standards set by the FCC. Get out of here, you weirdo. Sucking on toes. Our content might offend some listeners. One hotel room was for him to go in and take a dump in the bathtub. While others may become downright enraged. We are the Chab Dog Sports Talk Radio Show. Isn't that an oxymoron, a gay tight end? We are listener-produced live radio. Swab, goddamn you're one swab fucker. We are the audience. I thought we were talking sports here. And the audience is listening. Hand down. Hurt! 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 Hurt!
You know, Howard... Yes, I do. <laughs> I haven't told you what I'm going to talk about. Makes no difference, Dino. Regardless of the topic, you will discover I am an expert, if you'll forgive the encroachment of jocularities. Yeah, sure, my shorts keep creeping up, too. On the... <laughs> you know, Howie, this is my ninth year on the air, and there are a lot of folks who work with me that... The audience never meets, so tonight I'd like to introduce one of the members of Les Brown's band of renown. Hmm? Greg, will you, you send out the musician, please? <laughs> Folks, say hello to a fantastic sideman. <laughs> Looks more to me, Dino, like a frontman. <laughs> And what is your name, my dear? Judy Somerville. Well, you certainly are the penultimate of Pequin Fulcritude, but Dino, you said she was a musician. What are those large, round, oblate objects in front of her? Those are symbols. You know, my dear, when I was a mere stripling, I had a dream of becoming the world's greatest symbol player to a point of absolute obsession. I constantly had symbols on my mind. Yeah, I've always thought you were symbol-minded. <laughs> Tell me, Miss Somerville, how did a delicate nymph like you begin playing the symbols? Very carefully. <laughs> instrument. I double on Swiss bells and chimes. Well, you can drop over and ring my chimes anytime. <laughs> How about clanging out something for us, huh? Well, I haven't had a chance to tune up. I hope I'm not flat. Ah, not from this reporter's point of view. Well, I, hmm? I'd like to play the last movement of Beethoven's Fifth. I'll drink to that. Go. <laughs> Well, I'd be delighted to, my dear. Thank you. One, two, three. Jesus, <laughs> What was that? 
That was my solo from Beethoven. Well, one thing can be said for us, Dean. We certainly started your show off with a bang. <laughs> Oakland throw the long ball, but watch him. Give him a weapon like double zero, Kenny Burrow, he'll do just that. Also, Houston with its brilliant two tight end offense. And what tight ends to use? David Casper, and of course, Mike Crawford, too. Houston at six and three must go against this man who leads his team at seven and two, Steve Grogan, who has matured into a fine quarterback. He's got touch now, not the old mobility, but touch. And he's got another great tight end, Russ Francis. On top of that, he's got the speed receivers like the great Stanley Morgan. So what a matchup. The Houston Oilers against the New England Pats. I got a 949 caller on the line. Is that uh, who I think it is? Yes, it is. Please identify oh. yourself. Hey, Chap Dog. <laughs> hey, Chap Dog. Eric, Eric uh, nice to have you on. Happy Fourth of July weekend. Thank you. Thank you so much. How Greetings you been? From the, uh, from the 405 freeway. Fantastic. Thank you. Happy Fourth yeah. of July. You, you going to another uh, party today? Uh, no, I'm actually just coming back from one. I'm just on my way back home from Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds like you were doing something. Sounds like you were doing something last night. I uh, hope you had fun. Oh, absolutely. Good. <laughs> absolutely. I got, I got, I got marks, marks on the line somewhere. Are you on, Mark? I am. Okay, I, got, Hello, I, got, I can hear him exhaling. I got a, pre- a present for you. Eric's on the line. I know. I'm so happy. I just was pumping my fist. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Eric? Hey, Mark. You know you got I'm the. N- you'd be hey, on you today, got the number. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, you still Go have ahead, the Mark. number one podcast in America. Yeah. Well, the number one in my heart. Ron sure. Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. He's just killing That's it. Right. He, Ron Burgundy he's Will Farrell. Yep, he just does the show as Ron Burgundy. So, it, I mean, it's hilarious. But, I mean, you guys do have the same voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Mark, I, I, I've got to ask you about the, uh, yes. the situation with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Why do the Yankees mm-hmm. have the Red Sox number this year? What's up with that? Well, <laughs> I would have, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say that the Yankees have the Red Sox number. I would just say that, um, you know, England is not a place for baseball. First of all, let's not let's not count those games. That was ridiculous. What was it? Three eighty-three <laughs> to center field. Yeah, was that silly? Why do they play silly. the game in London, England? I mean, do those people even care? And, you know, I mean, everybody Evidently in they Fenway, the Yankee Stadium, and they're both denied three games. I mean, that's crazy. I know. 
It was. Crazy, crazy. Well, they played two. They played two sense. in uh, London. Yeah, so they took one home game oh, away from each three. team, I believe. Yeah, I think what they okay. did was they took one away from each, one home game away from the Red Sox and one home game away from the Yankees. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, it just seems like the right. Yankees, like, are just getting healthy. They're just getting going. And they're just they're ready for that big win. You know how when, like, you're walking through a room and it's pitch black and there's an extension cord and you don't see it and you trip over it? Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen to the Yankees the end of the year. They're going to be so confident. They're going to kick the shit out of the Red Sox again, like they did last year. You remember what happened last year in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah still a lot you of guys were supposed to win. And, and yeah. Said, yeah, I mean, hey, we won in April, we won in May, but what matters is who's winning in September. That's what matters. It's true. And in September, the Red Sox are going to win. Well, we'll see. I just saw a guy. A, I, mean, that, I saw a guy. I went to get gas. And, and a guy was wearing a Yankees hat. And then the next guy in line had on a Patriots hat. And I was like, oh, you can go ahead. I'm like, you know, you're wearing a Patriots hat. You can go ahead. I wouldn't let that Yankees fan go, though. They all started laughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know why they were laughing. It's, I was just being honest. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but the Red Sox have to I love stuff. seeing all the Yankees stuff. They're so confident, the Yankees fans. Last year at the gym, I had to stand up on the weight bench and look around with binoculars to try to find after the Red Sox beat the Yankees. I'm looking for someone with a Yankee yep. shirt. I'm like, you. You, I remember you. Where's all your Yankee stuff? You, where's your Yankee yeah. stuff? You, where's your Yankee uh-huh. stuff? <laughs> yep. Because yeah, I made it perfectly of- clear where my team, uh, you know, where my passion lies. You know, I walked in with this big obnoxious Red Sox shirt on, and I'm like, you know, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to win. And... That's what happened. So I'm sticking to it. We need more relief pitching. The best though. part? This year we do, yes. Seriously. And Joe Kelly wasn't uh-huh. the answer, if you know. He's not doing that well in Los Angeles. No. And no, Craig Kimbrell wasn't maybe the answer by either, I don't think. He gets his head straight. We hope. But the we uh, both like Dodgers him. don't need him yet. Kimbrell, no, the Kimbrell's Dodgers great. are doing fine with him. Yeah, Kimbrell is great. I don't understand why. Well, that's, you, know, come playoffs. you need a closer come the playoffs. So, I mean, it's, that's great in the regular season when beating up on Arizona and Colorado. But what happens, yeah, into, you get into the, you know, into the playoffs and uh, mm-hmm. you need closers. And so they're going to have to figure out how to fix that. Some of them have got lots of time to fix it, but they're going to have to fix that. Well, it's not going to work come October. All right. So this is this is the plan. So uh, a couple weeks ago, Chab Dog, you remember I said if Aldi was coming back and if Cora had any balls, he'd just make him the closer? Yeah. Well, I think he was listening to our show because that's their plan now. That's oh, their perfect. plan, okay. Well, yeah, if, if Aldi uh, throws like 102, you know what I mean? Make him the closer. Yeah, that's, that's worked in a few other instances, I think, right? Turning Turning starters into closers. Well, because, look, it's going to take like a month to get him stretched out to be able to do five, six innings anyways. So just bring him back quick. You know, he's going to – I think he's 
tomorrow or today, but he'll be closing games soon. Mm-hmm. They did that with uh, John so Smoltz, didn't they? That'll straighten it out. Smoltz yeah. did it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pitch, you can stuff. pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You get swing and miss stuff, you can be a closer. Yeah. You can't so walk Eric, people and you got to throw strikes. Eric, mm-hmm. uh, you've been watching the uh, the tennis at all? Uh, just that uh, that Coco lady who beat up uh, one of the Williams sisters the other day. Yeah, the, the that young girl, year that fifteen-year-old Coco. I know, yeah. isn't that weird? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> well, she, she, I guess she's in ninth happen, grade. So. She's in freaking ninth grade, man. I can't. I just cannot believe and she's that. playing professional. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no age. Who'd she beat, Venus or, or Serena Williams? Which which one she of the Williams beat, did she beat? She, she beat Venus, so Serena's going to have to get her revenge in the final if, if she gets that far. Okay. That that would be interesting. Uh, wow. And she was, did you hear, afterwards when they were interviewing her, she was so nice. I mean, she had she was so humble, and she said how she idolized Williams and, and uh, you know, that inspired her to get into the game and such, and and inspired her play. She was very humble. I heard you speaking earlier about you know, we're missing those, you know, the John McEnroe's, the tennis and such. And uh, and we are because I mean, you know, to her credit, she was very classy in her win. But uh, you know, and but it would have been nicer if she said, oh, "Yeah, I hate that bitch. I'm glad I beat her fucking doors off." She yeah. didn't say anything like that. Yeah. She was very classy. Yeah. Now we we have to we have to to, to get that kind of. A spice from the men. Did you did you see what what happened with uh, one of the Italian guys that I play on his clip sometimes? Fanini, Fabio Fanini from Italy. He, no. He's gonna get he's gonna get <laughs> banned. Like sandwiches. He, he's gonna get banned from the uh, tournament because they they caught him in his in his match where he lost. He was really pissed off because they put him on a, a like this this no nothing court court fourteen or something and he ended up losing and he yeah. uh, and in Italian he said something like. The, da- the, the damn English, I hate the English, and I hope they blow this, this tournament up. <laughs> he said something like, that he wants to drop a bomb on the, tur- on, on the, on the stadium. <laughs> so, uh-huh. That's awesome. So they're going to they're gonna find him and kick him out of the uh, tournament, I guess. You can't say stuff like that. Oh, that's no fair. Come on, you can't. I'm sure you can say stuff like that. What happened to freedom of speech? I'm just yeah. second amendment right. Yeah. You can tell his opinion. Or First Amendment rights, I mean. Well, that's in America. We have freedom of speech. Well. Yeah. I don't know what country you're in. They don't have freedom of speech in England. Yeah, not in no, off with your head. Hell yeah. Yeah, they still have a queen and stuff. Did I play you this clip? This little... was funny. Uh, this was Ilya Nastasi uh, making this, this British woman cry during her match. In her, uh, It was like some kind of Fed Cup match and this is her, them talking about it. Let's see. Johanna Conta reduced to tears after Romania captain Alia Nastase called Great Britain players fucking bitches during chaotic Fed Cup clash. The former Roland Garros and U.S. Open champion was sent off for using abusive language. World no. 7 Johanna Conta was reduced to tears after a foul mouth tirade from Alia Nastase. 
The Romania Fed Cup captain, a former world number one who is as currently in hot water over alleged racist and sexist comments, was thrown off court during the singles match between Johanna Conta and Sorana Sirstia for reportedly using abusive language. The Romanian had entered the court at a change of ends and was allegedly heard shouting at the umpire, what's your fucking problem? He then appeared to call Great Britain Captain Ankiathavong and Kanta fucking bitches all of you from the stands before being escorted back to the locker room. The ardent home crowd in Constanza became involved and Romanian Simona Halep, who had beaten Heather Watson in the opening rubber, explained to the crowd what had happened and appealed for calm before play briefly resumed. But Kanta was visibly upset and, after playing the next game in tears and dropping serve, the players left the court at 6-2, 1-3 to the Brit. Play resumed after a 20-minute delay, with mistakes banished from the whole arena, and Kanta valiantly stormed to five games in a row to close out the straight sets victory. Earlier on Saturday, the International Tennis Federation, ITF, has launched an investigation into Nastasia's allegedly derogatory comment about Serena Williams' unborn child. At the Fed Cup draw in Constanza on Friday, 70-year-old Nastase was heard speaking in Romanian to one of his team members about Williams' baby. Let's see what color it has. Chocolate with milk. He was quoted as saying, Williams, who confirmed her pregnancy through a spokeswoman on Wednesday, is engaged to Reddit co-founder Alexis Ahanian, who is white. Yes. That is... Wow. <laughs> that is Ill- Always causing problems. Wow. Hero. He's volatile. <laughs> You can't you can't say stuff in a foreign language and think you're gonna get away with it. <laughs> Someone that oh, probably Romanian. speaks I mean, like it. They, yeah. they know it's Romanian. Wow. Wow. That's so awesome. Price is looking He's good today. He's got two guys up, no outs, man on second, and we're losing one nothing now. All right. Wow, Cabrera looks like a fat piece of shit. Imagine <laughs> paying this guy thirty million a year. Well, wow. he's always been kind of... I would seriously... Yeah, like, like can't you fucking null and void the contract for apathy? You know? <laughs> like, he just got a pitch right down in the middle that he should have hit out of the park and fouled it off because he's a fat fuck. Isn't like, seriously, the Detroit people... He should be on Was steroids, all the money he's making. Like, what the fuck's he doing? Juice it up. Let's go, asshole. <laughs> fucking $25 million... How are you cashing those checks? Make Miggy the Miggy the fat quite piggy. Yeah, you're right, uh-huh. Eric. Quite comfortably. Remember when he was in the quite strip club hey, and he had like a whole bottle of whiskey or scotch or something? Oh yeah. His, what was that, Eric? In his car. Eric, what did you say? Have we you had a to... Have we had an earthquake? Uh, did you did, did we discuss earthquakes yet? No, nope. not yet. No, I uh. Yes, I did feel I felt something on the first one it felt like I was there was like I was in the ocean or something and everything was moving beneath me, you know, it was not a not a pleasant feeling. 
And then uh, okay. I didn't feel the second one for some reason that much. Oh. What What about you? Did you feel them? Okay, well, I was... No, I didn't feel a thing. I was on the 405 uh, driving south around Long Beach on the first one and just heard it on the other. They were talking about it on the radio. And I was down in Newport Beach on the second one, again, driving around and didn't feel a thing. So, yeah, nothing. I heard there were some reports up in Mar Vista. You know, a friend of mine lives in Mar Vista, and she was saying... She felt it at her place. The lights were swaying and stuff, but that's about it. Yeah, no, no, I feel disappointed. I got, I got screwed. Yeah, one of my lady, it was my lady friend's daughter actually. <laughs> she felt it there. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I can't keep up with you. <laughs> you truly are Ron Burgundy, and you're a man's man. <laughs> It was a good Fourth of July. I'll put it that way. The fireworks. Go out. It went out with a bang. Oh yeah, multiple, multiple, uh, multiple bangs. Oh. Okay. Nice. Well, I have to play a special song for you then. Well, I had a nice. Uh, Cabrera struck out. There's a shocker. Miggy. So the first two guys got hits off of. Uh, off of Price, but then Cabrera came up and struck out because he's got to go have a drink in the dugout. Mm-hmm. Thirsty. The milkman struck <laughs> out. Some he's saving it for the ninth inning. Don't worry. Yeah. Wait for the ninth well, inning. What is wrong with him, Cabrera? What I mean, how do you go from hitting 350 uh, every year being up for the Triple Crown to just being a complete waste of space? Well, he's, he's not on steroids anymore. That's the problem. Why? Is Steroid yeah, really get busted? He doesn't want to get nailed. I guess he knows that. What do you that mean? They don't get nailed. They're not going to nail him. They're going to nail like the fucking worst player on the team. And they're going to be like, dude, you're going to have to take no, one for Miggy, all right? Oh, they, they got him once. Yeah, he could be. He's he could with be Seattle. Out. He, he had to take almost a year off. Yeah. Next time he's out. Yeah, he's out. He, he yeah. can't get caught again. There's no I mean, more it's to like, anymore. It's like Ryan Braun. Why should you just take Rose Hormone or something? Oh yeah, Ryan Braun. He's like the if Hebrew I was hammer. doing steroids, I'd be I'd be really hitting a lot of home runs. Oh really, Ryan? Because I think oh, you're on steroids you now. <laughs> the Hebrew Hammer. Jeez. I think you're right, Mark. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then he tried you're to blame blame the poor piss guy. Like, come on. Listen, trust me, guys. The, the, uh-huh. the fucking bicyclists, the cyclists, whatever you call them, that do the Tour de France do blood blood doping with these doctors. And if you get a chance on Netflix, yeah. this, this thing, it's awesome. It talks about it. Uh, this doctor with uh, Lance Armstrong contacted him. And this, so, anyways, this guy that was on Lance Armstrong's team goes to this doctor and starts doing all the blood doping to see the difference in it. And uh, so if those guys can do it, I mean, these guys are beating the drug test. Come on. They're having synthetic steroids made. They can't detect them. So they're always one step ahead of the testing. Exactly. Huh. They have masking agents that they can take to cover that they're on steroids. So if you test positive for a masking agent, they'll get, they can suspend you. 
because there's no reason for you to be taking a masking agent unless you're covering up that you're taking steroids. Sounds logical. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I. So yeah. guys have gone suspended for taking like fucking estrogen and stuff to get the test down to pass the le- to to get it down to a proper level. God, I don't want to take estrogen. Are you gonna be walking no, around with hand boobs? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I want to be more like a woman. Take Oh, speaking of, uh, is Frank been on today? <laughs> no, Frank. Frank is. Uh, he said he was gonna be off this week. The laundry man was doing a, a two for one special. If you do two <laughs> loads of laundry, the okay. dryers were free. So he said, "Fuck it, he's gonna be oh. all day doing laundry." Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's huge. Well, okay, let me well, tell you about a dream I had. I, I had a dream about Frank three days ago. I texted oh, God. Him. oh, God. So get this, guy. Is that called it, a nightmare? Sexual, I don't want to hear it. I do. Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing like that. Everyone had their clothes on. So I'm watching, in my dream, I'm watching TV, I'm watching football, and guess what? I see Frank is on the field. He's, play, he's, he's playing football. He's on a team. <laughs> And he's got his pads on, and he's got a helmet on. He takes his helmet off, and I go, damn, that's Frank fucking Fleming. I'm watching him. He's alive he the... or something. And then it yeah, comes to, to halftime, and he's walking off the field, and he starts to, he picks a fight with Tom Brady, and he's fighting Tom Brady <laughs> on the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Frank. Keep him away from Tom Brady. That's I know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. He's posing as an NFL player yeah, just to get near Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, he imagine if he sat off on Tom, Tom Brady, and then when he finished mouthing off, he was incredible. He tried throwing, they were throwing haymakers at Tom Brady. He was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Brady got the reach on Frank, those short little arms. That's <laughs> true. Frank would have to get really close to hit him, belly to belly. <laughs> yeah. I think they'd be like four feet away. <laughs> I think Frank, Frank should four. be a goalie in the, in the NFL, man. In the NHL, he should yeah, be a goalie. Yeah, I saw he was in a commercial. Frank's got a commercial. <laughs> Did you see that when they were shooting pucks at him? And they're like, it's not sleepy time, Frank. It's not sleepy time yet. And they throw him a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie time. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we should call Frank. Hey, you Duncan know he lost a lot of weight though. Yeah, he uh, lost yeah, a lot of weight. Gotta, we gotta give him credit. He's down. He's down below four hundred, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better be his careful. His feet still look like that, that broken. Oh my God, his feet look like they're so sore from being walked on. Poor, poor feet. Every time he takes a picture of the scale, I'm, like, waiting for his feet to get less swollen, and then it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Oh, Frank. I don't even know how I get shoes over those fuckers. Money. Uh, Got to have some big shoes. Get them around those fat fucking feet. Surcharge for hey, so Frank, Frank, you know, it's like every time I think I'm going to get him, 
I come on the show and then like a minute later he's like, well, I gotta go. Yeah, I wonder except, why. Yeah, except if he if he's right he about something, which is very rare. Yeah, he loves to deny oh, yeah. me. That's all right. He he's mad denying. because hmm, he said he's gonna jump out his window if the Patriots go undefeated. <laughs> Which was pretty funny. Well, they have another, another chance this year. They got another chance. Well, they Maybe are taking bets year. on it. Uh, I don't, but I think they are taking bets on it in Vegas, and uh, a lot uh-huh. of people do think they could could go undefeated. They're not I think go that Come on. that never happened. They are loaded. No, what they need to do is get a tight end, and I think they will do that before the season starts. Uh, well, they get somebody. It's, it's, they're going to have a tight end. I mean, but going undefeated is just kind of a meaningless exercise. It, it doesn't. It, yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's always important to win. No, it doesn't. No, except that year, a couple of games at the end of the year, they probably push too hard to try to win those games, and then it affected yeah. them later in the year. You know. So, exactly. but plus they said there was it. a lot of pressure on them in the Super Bowl. That's all everyone was talking about. And then the other team gets even more pissed. God and I got thrown out of the game. I love it when managed to argue something. Cabrera looks drunk. Like, come on, dude. Just fucking go to the strip club. What are you even doing at the game? Fucking striking out <laughs> piece of shit. It was a fucking strike. What the fuck's your problem? It was a fucking strike, asshole. It was in the Dude, fucking box, up. you piece of shit. Cabrera's thrown out. Get him the fuck out of there, Joe West. You piece of shit with nine chins. <laughs> fuck you, Cabrera. Oh, they're going the at it right now. This is hilarious. Really? I wonder if they're talking about if they like single mall or double mall. You know? I'm telling you, fucking double mall is better. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you. That's what he just said. He said, fuck you, Joe. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Fuck you and fuck him. Why, why, why? Why, why, why? Because you're drunk, Miggy. Ah, fuck it. Miggy. Yeah, we understand the frustration. Strike three. Sit down. I think it's time for a clip, isn't it? Yeah, this would be a great clip if we could get the audio from that. That would have been a great clip. Oh. Well, I I might be able to find a uh, an umpire clip here. Hold on. Oh, I love that shit. I can't believe Godnight didn't get thrown out for his player. Cabrera got run. And and God and I didn't. Well, that tells you how he feels about Cabrera. Yeah. Whoa, they got this guy Soto. He's fucking gigantic, throwing gas from the left side. Oh, say, Mark, how warm is it in uh, Massachusetts today? The 85 degrees there right now? It was retarded. It's been, like, super humid. We got a thunderstorm yesterday, Uh flash flood. So it's going to be like 85 today, a little less. Yesterday was like 90. But the the real feel was 97. 
That's how high uh, the fucking humidity was. It was just like misery. Yeah, but these are running first. You're like in town car, right? Yes. Yeah, that's like that's Good. what I was just saying. Like you're running for the air conditioner. Like, let's let's go see a movie and just like fall asleep in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, the movie theaters are so cool. Oh yeah, go for a drive. Go food shopping. Uh, hang out by the I love fucking ice cream. Yeah. Oh yeah, I went up to Hampton Beach. I made the rounds. Uh huh. Yeah. Speaking of ice cream, have you ever heard of the flavor Tiger Tail? You know what Tiger Tail is? No. No. Yeah, I, I didn't realize this. It was only in only in Canada. Tiger Tail is a mixture of orange and licorice. Huh. So you have black and you have oh. orange ice cream mixed together. Well, they call like it Tiger Tail. Apparently, it's only in Canada. Yeah. Never down here. Beauty, eh? Here. I guess so. So uh, did they decide not to market it because, like, it was that when Tiger was going through that sex stuff, or? And they like in Canada, they don't <laughs> care if he fucks. They well, just want the ice cream. Tiger. I remember as a kid <laughs> growing up, they had Tiger Tail in the seventies. So oh, okay. Tiger was so it wasn't for Tiger was. Yeah. Oh, good. Nope. Here's Nothing a uh, Tiger. well. Here's some Bill Bill Belichick uh, impersonation. You probably like this, Mark. Oh yeah. NFL teams are much like cars. They're individual parts and complicated systems working together in unison to reach a common objective. And New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick is the game's foremost master mechanic. But today you will see there is more of this fleece-cloaked football form that meets the eye as we take a look under the hoodie. Bill Belichick and there's all other coaches. Right? There's, there's all other coaches and there's Bill Belichick. Either way, there's two groups. The big group, which is filled with a lot of people, and the little group, which is just Bill Belichick. Let me tell you this, okay? Nobody has greater respect for the history of the game than Bill Belichick. Okay? It's like he's playing chess while everyone else is playing second. A tactical guru with a propensity for using all resources available to him to their fullest potential. Interesting thing about Bill. You could ask him what's on a certain page of a rule book, okay? And not only would he know what's on that page, he would also know a loophole. Okay? They say you know the rule book inside and out. Page 35. Volcano, he knows how to bring his guys together on the same page. 
Vasquez hit um, five home runs all year. This year he has 14. So mm. they might want to check his team. Yeah. Are the Red Sox uh, winning this game? Yes, two to one. Okay. Yeah, they won like on three in a row. They're getting fat on the Tigers. What inning are we on? We're in the second inning. It's 
very early. Oh, a little early, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very early. Dombrowski wants to win all these games because, you know, he used to be on Detroit. Yeah, well, you got to fatten up on the bad team. Talking shit Definitely. through the... Oh, he's talking to Tony LaRusso right now. Hilarious. They're I up in the luxury Tony. box. Yeah, a lot of people do. That's a jerk. Dombrowski doesn't. They, they like... Oh, he is a definitely a jerk. He is, but he's a winner. Are they going to hire him? He's the kind of what? guy you uh-huh. need. He's an advisor to Dombrowski. Oh, boy. You didn't know that Tony LaRusso was on the Red Sox? No. Oh, nice era, shithead. Uh, so, anyways, um, all right. So, LaRusso was playing catch on the – he was throwing out a first pitch before the game, and he had his World Series ring on, one of his World Series rings. And uh, when he took the glove yeah. off, the ring stayed inside it. And so, I forget – I think it was Joe Kelly. It was Joe Kelly's glove he was using. So, Joe Kelly finds the ring. This club and he brought it up to him. Yeah, pretty funny. Jeez. I would have taken a yeah, punch you, you off, know, but Joe Kelly's still on it. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that to you. You know, he's like the uh, advisor to the general Russo. manager. That's a good way to get traded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got traded anyway. Uh, no, he left as a free agent. He wanted to go home. You're right, he left as Okay. Yeah, you want to go. Yeah. yeah. The Red Sox tried to resign him. They wanted him. I know. And at that point, he still looked like he was a good resign. And maybe if he'd stayed with Boston, yeah. he wouldn't have been having the difficult time he's having now. I'm sure but, uh, it is a big adjustment the pitcher pitching at home. Away. That was Do horrible. we have any news on, on uh, the cause of death for that uh, Angels pitcher? Yeah. It was, Who was uh, the pitcher? What was he, 27? He was 27, I believe. Yeah, 27 what? years old. Yep. What's his name? Yeah. <coughs> I had What's never heard name? of him. Oh, yeah, thank you. I'm drawing a blank here. I can't remember his name either. But I yeah. am too. Passed away. I'm sorry. <coughs> and what did he die of? Me too. Died suddenly, they said, in the hotel room. Found they found room he was in Texas uh, for a three-game you know, stand in Texas, and they just found him dead in his hotel room. One morning, they went to wake him up, and... They noticed he wasn't at you know the morning the practice or whatever, and he's <laughs> dead. Good God! Yeah, so they got to do an autopsy, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But who knows yeah. how long that no, stuff no takes? And each state's different. Yeah. I yeah. wonder if it was. Um, oh. I wonder if he had some kind of like, um, you know, something that they missed in a physical, you know, like a heart defect well, or something sounds, like that. Yeah. That's a speculation that right now that it's some kind of congenital defect that was not detected. Some Sounds freak like thing. A, yeah. Sounds because like that, from everything I heard about the young man, they said that he was a good guy. He wasn't a drinker. He wasn't a yeah. smoker. He wasn't, you know. So, I mean, 27 years yeah. old and he just dropped dead. There's something big wrong there. Exactly. Yeah, 72, right you there. just dropped that. So, That's yeah. all right. You know, 27, no. Exactly. No. Yeah, so, anyways, uh, I'm sure so his sad. family is uh, is devastated, and my uh, thoughts go out to them. Likewise. That sucks. He's in the starting rotation, you know? too. 
I know. Big future. Big future. Big future. Uh, you know, and who knows if they're ever going to release uh, Cause of Death, right? Because do they even have to? They just have to release it to the family team. And um, probably I would say the hotel has a right to know. Um, mm, I guess so. Because it happened on their premises. So I'm sure legally they have a right to know, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's going on there. But uh, I don't know who else they have to release it to. Chab Dog might know. I mean, that's not a matter of public record. Yeah, I think it's up to the family uh, right. to talk about the details. The uh, soccer's over, by the way. The U.S. just won. Okay. So, oh, the women are playing soccer for. We are the champions of women's soccer. Oh, those yeah. are the girls that don't yeah. want to go to the the White House, right? Well, I know one of them. They don't want to go meet feud. Trump. The one with pink hair has a big feud with Trump. Apparently, I, that's what I heard. I don't know about the well, rest of them. Well, they're both competing for the same girls. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. They're both competing for the same women. You know what I mean? They're rivals. Yes, that's right. The competitors. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Uh, she's probably mad because his dick's bigger than hers. I, I, he's probably he'll probably say something like that. Her girls are not his type or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she can go to the store and buy a dick as big as she wants. Yeah. That's um, right. Amazing. I guess she's There's the leader of that team. Shops. She's, whatever she says goes. Well, know. Uh, you know, a bunch of the Red Sox didn't go. Uh, not yeah, a bunch. I, was, I shouldn't say a bunch. I thought everybody Two of the Red should Sox go. Didn't go. Some of them. Like, you get that kind Mookie of an Betts honor. Mookie didn't go. go. Yeah, which is kind of funny because he's an Oreo. And, like, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to go meet the president? Wasn't it all the was it all the the white well, players went and and the other players didn't? Yes, except for I believe one white player didn't, didn't go yeah. to. No, the Chinese players. Yeah, the white players went. Yeah. The Chinese players didn't go. Oh, they went. Okay. Puerto, Puerto Rico didn't go either because he was mad. Uh, so uh, uh, Cora didn't go. He's the manager of the team. He should have been there. He didn't go. And Vasquez yeah. didn't go because he's from Puerto Rico as well. That's bad leadership. And then Betts didn't go. Well, let's and, see if he uh, win the World Series this year. Yeah. What about what about Xander Bogarts? Did he go? I believe he did go. Yeah, he's from Aruba. That's like a happy island. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Interesting. So yeah, and. Yeah, and uh, you know he's gonna resign next year, and then he's gonna go somewhere else and probably uh, suck. So, kids. Uh huh. But what I was gonna say earlier, you know, talking about baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, the best player on their team is definitely not a position player. The best player on the Rays is that left-handed young starter they have. Snell. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah. The guy that throws a hundred. The Rays are, He's are definitely wow. dumb. Their pitching, their pitching is great, and the the regular hitting, the hitting is not so great. So, 
That's why I think. Yeah, but they got rid of all the hitters. I mean, they got rid of the third baseman. That kid. That kid should have been a Ray. Yeah, Longoria should have been there forever. Why'd they get rid of him? That was stupid. I don't know. Price. Price is killing it now. He went. I forgot where he went, but he went somewhere and he's doing well somewhere else. Longoria, didn't he go to? uh, He went to the National League. Yeah, I forgot where though. No, he didn't go to San Diego. Uh, I was thinking San Diego for a minute. It wasn't San Diego. Is it San Diego? I think he did go to San Diego. Maybe. Didn't they get That's him? They got, uh, they got the other asshole third baseman. Uh, didn't they get the third baseman from Baltimore? Yeah, the guy from, from Baltimore. Machado. Yeah, the guy from Baltimore. It spikes played. everyone. Yeah, Machado. Yeah, Machado. Manny Machado. Yeah, that's and we, and we never heard from All him right, again. All right, so wrong yeah. asshole. Like Stan yeah. says, people go, to, people go to the Padres to die. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So, um... So, uh, it is an interesting thing for you, Chad, though, because you, I know you know Dwight Evans, number 24, for the Red Sox, played yeah. right field, Dewey. All right, so they they retired his number. They put it up on the uh, the right field uh, where they have all the numbers retired for the Sox. And, That's good, uh, the, yeah. So, um, Price is wearing 24 last year, and he's like, I can't, you know, I'm looking up and I'm seeing the number up there and it's on my shirt and he's like, I meet Dwight Evans and I see how how nice guy he is. So anyways, now uh, Price switched his number. And baseball players are really superstitious. So they just won the World Series last year and he changed his number to 10. Mm -hmm. He wanted Dwight Evans to be the last one to wear it. So that's pretty cool of him. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's just dealing right now. He's just dealing. Yeah, I'm glad to see that. I thrown out of the game. That'll probably help him. Yeah. Oh, he got wait. He got thrown out. Thrown out someone good. Uh Yeah, he got thrown out. God and I, it didn't. But Miguel Cabrera got thrown out. Oh, Cabrera. Okay. Oh my God! Finally. Yeah. They threw him out. Yeah. Two innings ago. Well, that's when they threw him out. When he came out the okay, second good. time, God and I was out talking, and they were like, no, you're out of the game. Yeah. <sighs> Poor sportsman. He is. He's Roy a jerk. Rage. He's always been a jerk. Yeah. He's like, I'm back on steroids. I'm raging. <laughs> <laughs> Test his pee. <laughs> give me oh, some Mark, pee. Yeah, give um, me a cup. Up in- there was that story recently uh, last week in New Hampshire where those uh, motorcyclists were mowed down by that asshole in the truck. You know the one I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. It was horrible. All right. Horrible. So not yeah, only those, were they all motorcyclists, but they were all good lifelong friends that were in the army together or different military branches. But they they did tours together. They served our country. Uh-huh. And they were going on a motorcycle ride together, so they were all in a tight uh, grouping. And this kid who's like 23 from another country already uh, has no license in Massachusetts. He's up in New Hampshire driving a tow truck for some company that Uh should be shut down. Because how do you give a tow truck to a guy with no license? I don't know. But uh, he spun a half better. 
it was the worst accident on the highway in New Hampshire system. Like ten of them died. Yes. He wiped out like yeah, a whole freaking platoon by himself. Yeah. Oh my God. So. So he's a Ukrainian. Yeah, the guy was a Ukrainian. He'd been arrested. Yeah, he had multiple arrests. He'd just been given a green card as well. He was How supposed to be deported. Card? You know, he must yeah. have known someone. He, he was supposed to be deported. He was supposed to be deported, and somehow he got a green card, but he still doesn't have a license to drive a car, and he's fucking driving a tow truck. I think the That's I just read this problem. morning that the lady, whoever you're... Your um your department the head of the Department of uh, Motor Vehicles in Massachusetts that lady just resigned recently like on Friday or she just resigned because yeah he because he still has a license and he shouldn't and so that's a, her department totally messed that up. Oh okay so he did still have a license all right well I read said that he shouldn't well, he, have he, a license or didn't have a license it was one of the other. <laughs> Was conflicting reports, but in any event, she should have. Her department could have done more to keep this creep off the road or put him behind bars, and they didn't do it when they had the chance. So, she's she's fell on the sword uh, this morning. Oh, oh. she should. Mhm. She probably had a nice cushy job. Hundred and fifty k. Car. Oh, full benefits. Yep, full pension, pension full benefits. So she probably got to retire with her pension, or they were going to fire her. They were probably of like Russians, retire. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a good clip with a Horrible. Russian. Spies like yeah. us? No. You are such. Don't give him that shit. They like it. Hey, what I tell you? He's gonna choke. They don't business, they're hungry. For fucking cheese doodles, they're not. They eat bread and corn and shit like that. Do you know everything? Yeah, I do. Family of Malice lived in my pool for two fucking months. Kazoo. Yeah, you. Гуляешь с американцем, вот и получи. Я тебя могу с братом своим познакомить. Если бы я хотела выйти замуж за рабочего, я бы осталась в Казахстане. What did he say? Nothing. A lot of fucking words for nothing. He said if I don't like to fight, I should find myself a Russian. Tony, no! You got a problem besides those fucking pants? You shouldn't yell. Oh, yeah? You should mind your own fucking business. I make business. She's a nice girl. Yeah, what are you, a family counselor? You want to get involved in people's problems? Here. Yes, now you're fucking involved, okay? She's a boss, right? Do something. You want to be involved? Now you're involved. Oh, you're let go. I recall police. Mind your fucking business. You recall police. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Tony, we miss you. Again, the feeding was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that bunch of guys after it was so hilarious. 
the ugliest pants on I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Don't date Russians. Mark, have you ever dated a Russian chick? Uh, yeah. Are you Russian? Are you Russian? Part Russian? Yeah, how'd that work out? Mm. I, think they're very, I think they're very uh, emotional. <laughs> emotional. Aren't they? Yeah. They asked if I have a date or a Russian girl. Yeah. Oh, I'm sitting right next to one, right? Like You're all all one right now? Yes. Huh? Yes. They're a lot. Or they can be very beautiful, obviously, and... Mhm. They can be very challenging too. Yes. Yes. I can challenging. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You go to well, a restaurant, uh, they'll order the most expensive things on the menu, and they won't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my good. experience. Mm. They order the most expensive things on the menu. They come over and then, and then they they start complaining about it and they won't eat them. Then they then they want to leave. Then they leave. They storm out and leave. It's horrible. Really? Sticky with that the bill. That's horrible. Yep. I've had yeah. Hmm. I've had nothing but bad luck with the Russians. Maybe I'm sure there's good ones out there. I just haven't dated them. I've been, had bad luck. Never again. Wow. I'm having that's good luck. That's a definitive statement. I'm glad you are. As I say, they're not all bad. You know, I, I hate to, to say, you know, X is all, all X's are Y. And uh, so I'm mm-hmm. glad that, I'm glad that you can prove that what I'm saying is not true because I, I really don't want to believe. I hate generalizations because it's not dignifying for the individual. I'm sure there's some wonderful Russian right. ladies out there. I just haven't experienced. Unfortunately, that's not been my experience. <laughs> well, you know what they literally. say, practice makes perfect, perfect so you've got to keep trying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, well, uh, we're at 11 o'clock, so uh, I think I'm going to send us off with a little Fourth of July song from the Grateful Dead. And um, nice, oh, fantastic. Yeah, and then uh, Erica, you're, you know, it's always great to hear from you, and uh, I hope you st- the weekend's not over yet. So enjoy it. Same to you, Mark. Nope, still got a few more hours. Thank you. Thank you, Job Doc. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, I'll good to see you, you, Eric. Good to talk to you, man. Yeah, stay Likewise, away from Mark, those we're missing you guys. Stay away from yeah, the Russians. Absolutely. Thank you.